0: You're welcome, <clears throat> Jeremiah 29. Uh, before we start, just pray for me. If you don't, uh, my voice may be a little bit low. Just pardon my voice, amen. amen. All right, all right, <clears throat> just pray for me. I hope somebody's praying for the pastor, amen. <laughs> I need your prayer as well. All right. Open your Bible with me to the book of Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I'll read from verse uh, 11 and 12. we will read through 13. Um, that is message version. Let's read the message verse, version. Since I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out, plans to take care of you, not abandon you, plans to give you the future you hope for, verse 12 and 13, when you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I will listen, verse 13, when you come looking for me, you will find me, may you find God, say so Yes. When you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, you will find me. May you find God in Jesus' name. Uh, this morning, <clears throat> I'm going to be preaching, I'm going to be teaching, and I'm going to be speaking on, on a practical life experience. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to be using the scripture to balance what I'm going to share with you this morning. The topic of my message this morning, I believe that God is about to minister to someone under my voice who wouldn't know what you're going through. But I think there is a word for you from the altar this morning. So I want you to be attentive and listen to what the Spirit of the Lord We see this morning, God's thoughts towards his children, they are for good. They are not for evil. Like I said last week, God is good. Good is God. G-O-O-D is good. G-O-D is God. Constant. So our God is good. His thoughts towards you, towards me, they are very good and they are perfect. So I'm going to be speaking briefly on this topic, overcoming the pressure of life. How do I overcome the pressure of life? Overcoming pressure. Pressure could come in so many ways. It could be a financial pressure that you are going through. You're struggling financially that can lead to pressure pressure also could come in the area of health you're not living fine your health is not good it's not balanced yes you have a challenge in the area of your health that can bring pressure to you and your family be concerned it could be job related for some people they do, they don't like what they are doing, but they have to work because of bills. Did you decode that? Oh, yes. All right. You just, you have to work. But every Monday morning, you are not happy going to work. But of course you have to pay bills, isn't it? So it could be job-related pressure. Manager, supervisor giving you pressure. It could be job pressure. Family will give you pressure. Students, academical pressure. You have a deadline of submission and you really don't know what to write. You don't even have a clue. Pressure will start. And what about marital? Oh, don't even talk about that between couples. That is daily. Couples understand what I'm talking about. You eat in the same plate this morning. Come and have dinner together. Sorry. You offended me. Marital pressure. So pressure will come anytime, in any way. Let me just share with you quickly five examples of people who went through life pressure in the Bible. First, Psalm 42, verse 9 to 11. Psalm 42, verse 9 to Nebuchadnezzar, the man that we know very well, David, the man after God's heart. Psalm 42, verse 9, he says, Sometimes I ask God, my rock solid God, why did you let me down? Why am I walking around in tears, harassed by my enemies? Verse 10 and 11. They are out for the kill. These killers and tormentors, with their obsessions, trunting day after day. Where is this God of yours? They are asking about your God. You are in a situation that you cannot explain what you are going through. David has gone through that. In verse eleven, he says, "Why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? Why are you crying, my soul? The blues. Fix my eyes on God. Soon I'll be praising again." He puts a smile on my face. He is my God. David went through his own pressure. David son, kicked against his father, fought against him. David went against through his pressure, saw the king plan to kill, to destroy David. It was God that delivered David from his enemy. Pressure! internal and external pressure he went through. First Kings chapter 19 verse 4. The man we know very well, a prophet of God. First Kings 19 verse 4. And then went out into the desert another day's journey. He came to a lone broom bush and collapsed under the shade. He was tired. The prophet got fed up he collapsed do you know the meaning to collapse is to faint under the shade one thing in the worst way to be done with it all to just die enough of this god take my life i'm ready to join my ancestors in the grave prophet elijah he went through pressure he was praying for God to take his life. suicidal thought. That is the prophet in the Bible. Number three, Jonah chapter four, verse three. Jonah chapter four, verse three. We all know the story. God told him, go to Nineveh, go and cry, and cry to my people so that I will save them. Look at what Jonah said. So God, if you won't kill them, kill me. I'm better off dead the prophets again. Job chapter 3, verse 11. The fourth one. Job chapter 3, verse 11 and Job chapter 3, verse 25 to 26. It says, Why didn't I die at birth? That is Job. Where am I living? With all this trouble. My first breath out of the womb, my last. Then Job chapter 3, verse 25 to 26. The Bible says, According to Job 25-26, Job went on further to explain himself. Not only was he ready to die. Look at what he said: "The worst of my fears has come true. What I've dreaded most has what has happened." Look at verse twenty six: "My repose is shattered. My soul is shattered. My life is shattered. My peace is completely destroyed." I am distressed. I am under pressure. Then the last one. Jeremiah 20, verse 18. The book of Jeremiah. I'm trying to list some scriptures to confirm that even in the Bible, we find some people that went through pressure. Praise God. All right. Jeremiah 20, verse 18. Say, why? Oh, why? Did I ever leave that womb of my mother? I wish I stayed there. But look at what I'm going through. Why did I come to this world? The world that is full of pressure. Regret. Is there anyone going through that pressure here? I've come to announce to you. There is a good news. And the good news is this. Jesus is here. Is available. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, how to overcome life pressure? Number one, learn to focus on one assignment per time. Learn to focus on one assignment per time. Unnecessary expectation that will not be achievable at your set time can lead to pressure. Jack of all trades, masters of none. I'm a foreman, I'm a foreman, I'm a foreman. You can only do the job of one man, and they call you foreman. Focus on one assignment per time. Also, try to draw a line between your weakness and strength in life. The Bible tells us in the book of Exodus 18, when you read verse 13 to 22, the story of the greatest prophet that ever lived after our Lord Jesus Christ, God confirmed and said, For this, my servant Moses, I don't speak to him in dreams, in visions, but I speak to him mouth to mouth. It was a confirmation from God. But even the prophet that was close to God was limited in wisdom. <laughs> in Exodus 18, let's read Exodus 18. The next day Moses took his place to judge the people. People were standing before him all day long from morning till night, from 14 to 15, quickly. All right. It says, when Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, what is going on here? Why are you doing all this? And all by yourself, letting everybody line up before you from morning till night. Look at what he said in verse 15. Moses said to his father in law, Because the people come to me with questions about God. You see, some pastors are like that. I'm the only one that have the anointing, I'm the only one that can break. I'm the only one they will see, I'm the only one that should lay hands, I'm the only one that should do everything. Go on to verse 16. Look at what Jethro said to him. Jethro said in verse 16, he said, When something comes up, they come to me. I judge between man and his neighbor and teach them God's law and instruction. Verse 17 to 18. Look at what Moses' father in law said, This is no way to go about it. Listen, Moses' father in law is not a prophet to. Oh, he's not even a teacher. A father-in-law. And I'm very sure an unbeliever, believing believer, unbeliever, <laughs> look at what he said. You will be out. And the people write along with him, this is way too much for you. You can't do this in Getro principle, we call them in business school. Delegation. So focus on one assignment per time to avoid pressure. Let me say this to young people and young adults. Aspiring for success is good. But success takes process. Don't believe all you see on social media. Some are packaging of celebrity who are living fake lives to impress the society you know what they call what they call those people influencer they pay money for them huge money post 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 but trust me some of them are living fake lives they will post beside a jet they will post beside a rolls royce and they post that shock you, do you know that some even go to boutiques to hire the dress, costumes you don't know you don't have to know but we the pastors, we tell us (laughs) they tell us the truth trust God for your time, don't envy please focus on one assignment per time Number two, how do you handle pressure? Allow God to lead you always on every matter. We will always run into trouble in life when we leave God out of the equation. Every time you leave God out of any simple, no matter how simple that matter is, you will run out of trouble, run into trouble. No matter how simple. I've learned that by experience. It was just a day. I forgot to pray and I had an accident for the first time in UK for 17 years the first day I woke up and I said I'm going out I had an accident and it wasn't even an accident the car parked and I drove to hit the car it was... so I knew that it was me so God was speaking to me I knew it's not the devil. I he it. allow God to lead you always on every matter. Proverbs 16.25 Proverbs 16.25 The Bible says there is a way that looks harmless enough. Look again. People are doing it. People are going into that business. Have you asked God? Oh, you put your money there. Come and try it. I've, I've, I, 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 I had 1,000 profit, 5,000 profit. It is good. I always tell people, no matter how good, no matter how profitable that business is, I don't join them to do it. Everybody knows their weakness. I know what works for me. It doesn't matter. If you put 1 million pounds here and ask me to trade with it, I won't do it. It will, I don't know, maybe it's just trust my spirit, it will always work against me. Me, but I'm telling you. I don't know, honestly. It
1: will always, it's either they steal
0: the money or something with it will eat me several times. So I've learned to trust God. The little I have, let me manage. I'm not under any pressure. Always ask God to lead you. Don't be smart, you are not the Alpha and Omega. To avoid the pressure of life, be led by God through the Holy Spirit. Romans 8:14. Romans 8:14. The Bible says, For as many that are what? They are what? The sons and the daughter of God. Be led by God. Number three. How do you avoid life's pressure? Stop comparing your moment and situation. Listen to this. Your time will come. I said your time will come. Your own time will come. Please don't go into debt or loan to satisfy your ungodly desires, to impress friends and families. You spend all your life savings on wedding, one wedding, one-day event. Not even 24 hours. You gather all your all your all your savings and you, you you invest it on one day event. I will come and we eat. They will come and eat out and they will drop 10 pounds and five pounds. One day event. And after the wedding, the marriage starts. A lifetime exercise. No savings. No land. No mortgage. No investment. Don't impress people. Don't impress people. Wait for your season. Don't have high blood pressure or sleepless nights over other people's achievements. Be yourself. Three seasons in life. Number one. Some people will hit their breakthrough at the early age of 28 and 30 years. That is certain. No prayer can alter that. Are you listening to me? It has been ordained by God. If they touch anything at 28, 29, they will hit it. They will hit it big time. So, Oga 45, don't embrace them. Don't envy them. It's their time. Some will hit fame and popularity at the age of 40, 45. That is their season. That's their season. And some will hit their success at the end of their season in life, between 50 and 65. It doesn't matter. It's up to you. It's your choice. If you want to put yourself under any pressure at 40 because and somebody is hitting it and you want to struggle, you want to do what they are doing, it's up to you. You will be under pressure. Learn not to compare. All this get-rich-syndrome business will put you under unnecessary pressure. Number four, stop living in isolation. Loneliness can kill. It may result in suicidal thoughts. Proverbs 27, verse 17. I love this scripture. Proverbs 27, verse 17. Stop living in isolation. Proverbs 27, verse 17. Media. I told you in the morning. I thought I prayed for you guys. You're under pressure. The Lord will deliver you. In Jesus' name. (laughs) <laughs> Proverbs 27, verse 17. You use steel to sharpen steel. And one friend sharpens another. Now, that is talking about iron sharp, net iron. You can't live alone. You can't afford to be alone. We are in an environment where everybody doesn't care for each other. You know, where we come from, before you walk and take a step to two, three houses, Baba Kudi will cry. Yasuli, we shout good morning. Brother Joseph say, Pastor, God bless you. But here, you might live in a community, in a compound for three, four years, and you may not even hear a single hello from your neighbor. So for church, I want to encourage you, please don't do things alone. Now that is why the church is here for everybody. The church is not only here to meet your spiritual needs. The church also should meet your emotional needs, where we connect, or where we rock minds, where we help each other. For example, I see no reason why every one of us should rush out after the grace. Why can't we stay for 10, 15 minutes to network, to talk to one another? Somebody wants to hear a voice. Somebody has been sleeping alone for the past one year. Somebody right in this church just needs to talk to someone. stop living in isolation. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 11. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 11 and Ecclesiastes chapter four verse 10. 1 Thessalonians 5:11 and Ecclesiastes chapter four verse 10. The Bible says, "So speak. Encouraging words to one another, build up your hope, so you all be together in this. No one left out, no one left behind. I know you are already doing this. Just keep doing it for one another. He says, and if one falls down, the other helps. But if there is no one to help, woe to that fellow. We need each other. We need one another. Not only. Should we network and fellowship with friends? But also, you need to unburden by staying in God's presence frequently. His presence will take away the pressure we go through. You read the story in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 14: the story of Saul. The Bible records that, and the spirit of the Lord will depart from Saul. And the moment David is playing that violin, and the Bible will record against that the spirit of the Lord restored back to Saul. Now, it means that anytime you are in God's presence, you derive strength. You derive some energy that you cannot explain. You derive some support system that you just can't explain to people. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. And on his right hand side, there is pleasure forevermore. David said, not away from thy presence, O oh Lord. The presence of God is a place of power. is a place of encounter. The presence of God is a place where we exchange our weakness for his own strength. The presence of God is a place where we exchange our sorrow for our own happiness. The presence of God is where tears are wiped away stay in his presence frequently when you are under pressure. Number five. Overthinking and excessive reasoning. This is my own before I became born again. This is the devil that bedeviled me. This is the devil that was going to destroy me before I became born again. Overreasoning and thinking. I just want everything to be perfect. Is anybody like that? (laughs) Many of you are like that. At least I know someone here. (laughs) Things are not right. You just want to put everything normal. Normal, normal, normal. Bro, you are the one that is not normal. (laughs) If you want everything to be normal, in this environment we are, you are the one that is not normal. Excessive reasoning and overthinking. It is good to plan. But we must understand that God has a better, perfect, and accurate plan. Our plan may be perfect. You may want it your way. But when God's plan unfolds in your plan, it makes all things beautiful at his own Whenever we want to be in control of every situation in life, pressure we set in. Don't be Mr. and Mrs. Perfect. Sometimes God allows mistakes to prove his sovereignty. Yes, you are perfect. He will allow errors and mistakes to follow. What do you need to do? Pray, plan, and relax. Let God have his way. Please. Even I am a pastor and anointed. I am still human. I am not perfect. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16 to 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16 to 18. Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you. Who belongs to who? Christ Jesus to live, to live in verse seventeen and eighteen. Look at what he said. He said, "Pray all the time, all the time, every time. Thank God, no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you, who belongs to Christ, to Jesus, to what to live, to live." Number six: seek help and advice. When I may seek help, if you are going through pressure, one of the stigma and uh, <laughs> a privilege to serve in one of these NHS, uh, it's it's a pilot scheme, just for about three months. You know, for those who have been admitted for mental health, because the hospitals now is overwhelmed the doctors can testify to this so what they are doing now is they send them home right they appoint people to go and just talk to them visit them encourage them and of course because you know that's the work of the (laughs) pastor you get to their house have you eaten today yes What's going on in your mind? A lot. What's happening? Somebody is singing on my head. Really? Okay. Let's take a walk. They Go for a walk. They come back home. They eat. They sleep. You know what they discover? After about two months, they did not go back to the hospital. They were getting better. The conclusion is this. People to talk to. Mental health. The beginning of mental health is isolation. And unfortunately, in our culture, you know, we are Caucasian, we don't speak out. Because it's a stigma. They will say it's a sickness. They will say something is wrong with me. Nothing is wrong with you. You are well. You are only saying out your mind. Jesus said, only those who are sick needs to go to where? Physician. Seek for help. Come to the pastor. Come to the minister. Let them pray. Let them agree with you in prayer. Sometimes it might be an attack against your health, against your mind. Let them pray along with you. Seek professional help. Uh, You know, health uh, specialist. Go to coach, mentor. Ask questions. Seek help. Be wise and ask for help. What is like a mountain to you now? Someone has conquered them before. Be wise. Ask for help. And finally, number seven, invite Jesus into every situation. Invite Jesus into every situation of your life. The pressure, the financial pressure, the marital pressure, the career pressure, the family pressure, the health, the academical pressure that you are going through, invite Jesus into that pressure. Invite Jesus to take over. Hand over that pressure. To Jesus, Jesus is the burden bearer. By praying, by resting your case, Matthew eleven twenty eight, Matthew eleven twenty eight says, "Come unto me, all ye that labour and heavy laden." Said I will give you rest. Let's read the message. Are you tired, worn out, burn out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. Go somewhere with Jesus. You will recover your life. And I will show you how to take a real world rest for your soul. Jesus is the burden bearer. The pressure diffuser. The pressure killer. Prince of peace, we call him. The Lord of Lord, we call him. The joy of our salvation. The one that can bring happiness. He's the only one that can calm every storm and pressure of life. Stand up on your feet. I give you this word. Hold on to this. B.S.C. M.S.C. Ph.D. They are what? Qualifications, isn't it? What is B.S.C.? Bachelor of... M.S.C. is what? Master of Science, then Ph.D. Jesus is the only MSC that you should know. What is MSC? Master of situations and circumstances. Master of what? Situation and what? That is who Jesus is. And that is who Jesus is going to be over your situation. He is going to be master of situation, of every of your situation and circumstance that you are going through. Lift up your two hands. I want you to pour out yourself to Jesus.